And a good Saturday morning and welcome to this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center located right there at the corner of Millen and 12th Street. Do have the lines open 382-4280-1877-382-4280 as we welcome in the host of Over the Garden Fence, Andy Waddell. Hey Tim, good, good morning. Good morning. Nice morning, little uh little nippy well on the chilly side we're looking at uh low to mid 40s uh, temperature wise sitting right now but yeah. uh going up our, to keeping our fingers crossed for that 70 a little bit later on yes time, so. <laughs> nice good job tim thanks guys <laughs> but uh oh i am so ready for some garden therapy i i'm standing beside myself so let's dig right in you bet we? so <laughs> welcome friends and uh if if you have gardening questions if you have gardening ideas, concerns, um, uh, give us a buzz, mm-hmm. 382-4280. Or if uh, you uh, want to text it in and then we can just answer your question, it's what, Tim? Uh, 80373. So thank you, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. I'm your host, Andy Waddell, and I am Let's Talk Gardening. Let's Talk Landscaping. Let's Talk in General. Thank you, WKZO, for over 65 years at Over the Garden Fence. So you can talk turkey today if you wanted. So we love to answer your gardening questions, or I said, Tim, today, gardening aggressions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, the gardening question, hmm, is it spring? Gardening aggressions, kill dandelions, kill mosquito. (laughs) So a little different. So um, this past Friday... Yesterday, we as a nation observed National Arbor Day. And just giving you some history today mm-hmm. of uh, how it all started and uh, why Waddell's is part of it. It all started as pioneers began moving back into the Nebraska Territory. The lack of trees was felt deeply. Not only did the new residents miss the trees, they were left behind. They, they left behind, but they were also left without trees needed as windbreaks to keep soil in place for fuel, for building materials, and, if nothing else, the shade from that hot sun. My father-in-law is from out west and describes the heat years ago uh, out in that Kansas-Nebraska area. Um, Uh pretty Pretty intense. Nebraska newspaper editor and resident J. Sterling Morton was an enthusiast for trees and advocated strongly uh, for individuals and a civic individuals and civic groups to plant them. I, uh, by the way, I'm an enthusiast also on trees. So um, once he became the Nebraska uh, Territory Secretary, he furthered his message of the value of trees. On January 4th, 1872, Morton proposed a tree planting holiday to be called Arbor Day at a State Board of Agricultural meeting. The celebration was set for April 10th, 1872. Prizes were offered in different, uh, for counties and individuals for the largest number of properly planted trees on that day. It was estimated that over 1 million trees were planted in Nebraska alone on the first Arbor Day. In 1885, it was then named a legal state holiday. So let's get back to 2021. Did you know that Waddell's had been growing trees for 75 years? Our farm located in Galesburg, 
Michigan, a lot of people don't know, we grow thousands of trees a year for our friends and clients in southwest Michigan. We purchase northern-grown bare root trees from places like Bailey Nursery up in Minnesota or J. Frank Schmidt Nurseries out in Oregon. We bring them into our farms and grow them on, whether in our fields or in our pot-to-a-pot system, our clients and friends then have a nice tree the following year. The tree is then acclimated, number one, grown in our local area, number two, and adjusted um, so our friends and clients and customers have success. We also can control the quantity and quality in case you need more than one. Our team at Waddell's took part of Arbor Day yesterday and uh, with tree plantings at Light of Christ Academy in Augusta with plantings of serviceberry and a Cleveland Select Pear. And Tim, I will say that um, I was really excited to see maybe the next generation of kids really wanting to dive in. Nice. um, Quincy Walker, great friend at Waddell's, an employee, um, we brought extra shovels. They had some extra shovels. And we all gave these kids a turn. There were 76 kids. And I think everybody wanted to dig one shovelful out. Pete Moss, composted commoner, had the older older guys um, lift the tree out of the pot, got it in the hole, set it in place. We used a mycorrhizon, backfilled, talked about everything and anything important to plant that tree. Nice. At Richland Cemetery, then at 4 o'clock, with our lo- local landscape chapter, the Kalamazoo Valley Landscape Nurseryman Association, or KVLNA, planted an exclamation sycamore. And... Um, for one of its original founders and my hero, George Waddell. Our second generation of Roger Waddell as our CEO and third generation of Karen Waddell, Kay Landrum, Terry Schwartz, Larry Waddell, and myself, along with a fourth generation coming on of Andrea Truex, Kayla Waddell, and Zach Waddell are proud to carry on Christian-based business in Kalamazoo County, growing not just trees, but trees, shrubs, evergreens, and perennials for our friends and families and customers. Uh, Last year, um, I told everybody that uh, uh, we had a hydrangea increase by one of our um, great friend and manager, Sherry. I told her that maybe we should cut those hydrangea numbers back to maybe (laughs) 40 varieties. I think we are at 51 varieties, and I think we sold out of every one, Tim. We do the same with trees. We look at what's What's new? Mm-hmm. What's what's better? Um, we all love, for one example, is a nice scarlet maple, fall red maple. Sure. Okay? But that scarlet or original swamp maple sometimes had quite a variance with uh, greens, greens and yellows, greens, mm-hmm. yellows, reds, oranges, but not, not always fiery red. Well, that's where J. Frank Schmidt, or a large nursery in Oregon, he developed the red sunset maple. Ah. He developed red point maple and a number of the other varieties that are in our yards today. So a lot of those are uh, plants that we bring in in a bare root, grow them on, and then clients have success. We try to have that plant ready the next year. So I will say this year, for the desire and wants for plants, Tim, I've never seen higher. This year, I guess, is because we're all at home a little more. You could actually plant a tree today. Do you know that uh, um, 
Maybe you could celebrate Arbor Day a different way, a personal way by planting a tree yourself. It's an act of optimism and kindness, a labor of love, and a commitment to stewardship. Real easy to give a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, 20 bucks, here you go, sign off. <laughs> you know, happy birthday. But sometimes it's your time, your time and labor um, to get down. And um, we said yesterday in the um, uh, planning at the uh, school, Healthy kids have dirty hands because you get down there sometimes uh, uh, enjoy uh, a little break from those electronics. So why not try a great Waddell's lineup? We have 117 different kinds of trees. None of them come and go. We're not all in stock all the time. Sometimes things sell out and the next season is still growing that comes on later this summer. But like Royal Raindrop Crab... We, I uh, said to Tim a few minutes ago, we always look for good, new, improved varieties and sometimes drop the old. So Royal Raindrop Crab is one of our best. It is a burgundy foliage in the spring, in the summer, and in the fall. It does not lose its color. Its color on the flower is intense. We call it more than just pink. We call it fuchsia pink or almost a fuchsia red. It is stunning plant. We all ask for Bradford pear a lot of times in the um, in the uh, Kalamazoo area. You see a lot of uh, white flowering trees along the roadside, and the original variety was called Bradford pear. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bradford pear can easily make two or three pretty good leaders. Those leaders get bigger, trunks get larger, and down where they lie, um, pear doesn't like to drop its leaves early in the fall. So we get that nice Halloween snow, right? which we have many times. I remember walking around Halloween <laughs> yeah. like freezing cold. The snow load on those leaves, Tim, next morning, snap, pair all over the branches, big branches, chunks of them all over the ground. Cleveland Select tends to be a single or more dominant leader, making more of a colonnade effect and uh, helps out with the pair. Harvest Gold Crab, just another one we're um, just very proud of growing. It is a bud crab that's closed uh, pink and open bright white. But really what it's noted for, it's almost like a golden delicious style crab fruit that the birds absolutely love and one of the varieties we call persistent fruit. Persistent fruit wants to hold on so it's not messy. Old crab apples used to drop their fruit on the ground you oh, mow them in the summer yeah. throw them at your sister yeah. um you know <laughs> get in trouble oh yeah <laughs> but uh harvest gold crab tends to hold its fruit all winter long it kind of says hey birds come over and uh, uh feed on me we have great new varieties of new cherries and fruit bearing cherries we talked about last week uh lapins and rainier cherry that waddell's grows and along with jim's favorite Autumn Brilliant Surface Berry. And I'll tell you, it's a four-season plan, everybody. And I I'll tell you, if you question where a tree is being planted or maybe a memorial or somewhere you're not quite sure if it's hardy enough for a Japanese maple or something like that, um, pick an Autumn Brilliant Surface Berry. Good for shade, good for sun. We'll actually like um, either conditions. Can take clay, can take dry, dry feet. Of course, it would prefer nice, loam, cool roots, but uh, great spring flower that just got done, Tim. That's what you see out in the woods blooming. Summer foliage, great fall color um, of oranges and reds. And um, 
kind of like a muscle wood, um, very striking bark in the wintertime. Excellent. So there's some ornamentals. Maybe we come back. I can do the, and I'll call those the Michigan beauty queens because okay. they're all flowering. Maybe we can come back and do the uh, Michigan mighties. I got some uh, some man trees. That Excellent. Can, yes. We'll get into those. And, of course, your comments and questions for Andy this morning, 382 one eight seven seven three eight two four two eight zero over the garden fence on News Radio five ninety one zero six point nine FM WKZO. Have you noticed all the trees and shrubs starting to flower around town? I'll bet you've seen something special that Mom would enjoy for Mother's Day. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has over 130 varieties of flowering trees and 200 varieties of flowering shrubs in stock, including gorgeous varieties of purple leaf plum and ornamental weeping cherry. This week, some favorite bloomers are on sale. Get a pink flowering Royal Raindrops Crab Tree for $98.88 or a Cleveland Select Flowering Pear Tree for $144.88. Waddell's has many varieties of azaleas, rhododendrons, and hydrangeas too. Want something even more unique? Check out the double-take flowering quince shrubs with bright orange, long-lasting blooms. The nursery specialists at Waddell's will be happy to help you choose the right gift for mom. Or to make things even easier, visit Waddell's.com to purchase a gift card. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Open Monday through Saturday. Shop online anytime at Waddell's.com. My favorite news subject to talk about is I like the local news. Everything Kalamazoo at the best news talk to 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO Kalamazoo. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with host Andy Waddell, 382-4280-1877, Thank you, everybody, and thanks for listening in today. And, um, Tim, can I ask you a question? Okay. You got you got a bucket list? Uh, always. Always. <laughs> it keeps adding. <laughs> but uh, I plan on going out west be on my bucket list someday and i'd like Ooh. to see those uh sequoias and some of the big oh, redwoods absolutely. and stuff uh, i just plan on doing that and uh you know trees are organisms on earth that live the longest with california holding some of the oldest living um trees sequoia trees for instance are many thousands of year old years old the oldest tree in the world is believed to be a bristlecone pine named methuselah its location is actually kept secret to protect it against tourists. <laughs> Trees can actually defend themselves from insects by releasing chemicals when they're attacked. They can even signal the danger to other trees so they can start their own defense. Oh, wow. Office workers actually who view trees have reported having way more satisfaction in their job and way less stress staring out at concrete all day long. Trees can actually save lives. Study in 10 City found that community forests can save about one or two lives every year. In New York City, it says trees save eight lives per year. Hmm. Yesterday we talked about with the kids too, one tree, good shade tree, will give an O2 or oxygen for yourself for your entire life. Trees beside the road reduce the pollution indoors as much as 50%. Properly placed trees around building uh, buildings can reduce air conditioning by the needs of about 30% and heating energy by 20 to 50%. And um, we've talked many times about m the large tree that I have over our house that we're trying to take care of. 
Um, it's kind of like our natural air conditioner. We don't run the AC much. It's a humongous sugar maple, and uh, we're trying to take care of it. Bark mulch the whole thing, keep mm -hmm. it fed, have hostas growing around it, did not bury the trunk, did not put um, stones and boulders and laid 10 yards sure. of stone on it and um, river rock that will kill it. Um, I'm really trying to um, hold on to it. We did some pruning on it a few years ago. Um, cabled it in two spots, and so that was just making sure that this tree wouldn't come down. And uh, it was in pictures that we have from the 1870s that we have at the house. So wow. it's got to be at least 150 years old. I wanted, I wanted a few more years. So right. yeah, we got a shot of the house where there is um, majors and generals and their ladies in petticoats on a big uh, party oh, out in front cool. of the house. So yeah, yeah, the uh, original owner brought some pictures over. Nice. Uh, when we bought the home. So, you know what? We're talking about Michigan Mighties, unless we're talking about sugar maple, for sure one of our best. Fall Fiesta is one of our top sellers. Fall Fiesta is consistently a burnt red fall color. Great plant to grow on. Um, good hardwood. You can't beat it. New in our lineup, uh, we also have Autumn Blaze, Armstrong, Red Point, Matador, um, Burgundy Bell, these are all new varieties or newer varieties of maples that we, we carry and have in stock. We like going out in the woods and seeing something called um, Carpinius or American Hornbeam. I just talked to Tim a few minutes ago about the serviceberry having nice wood on it um, in the wintertime, nice, nice color. And I'll tell you, the American Hornbeam has nice muscle wood and uh, just a nice plant to... Uh, um, add to your lineup if you're looking for a native too at the same time. So those are just a few things on trees. I'm not going to any extreme, but maybe plant a tree today. I've planted some trees at our original house, Tim, and uh, I can still drive by. Got one from uh, my boy Zach and one mm -hmm. for Caleb, and uh, now they're quite large. We planted a dawn redwood and a dogwood, mm -hmm. and they're still there at that house today. Nice. So it's kind of cut, kind of cool. So, um. We're talking about trees. Sometimes we need to learn how to take care of our trees, too. Last summer was quite an epidemic for leaf spot infection on hard maples. Things like Norway, Crimson King, Royal Red, Schwedlers, all, all were really devastated with tar spot or leaf spot. These trees should be taken care of at this time. Yes, these trees are huge. Some of them are 50 to 75 feet, very hard to spray. So the opposite would be not worry about getting a huge spray rig in, but feed your hard maple trees now with tree tone and irrigate to activate. It is very dry. We have had very minimal rains in, um, in April. I um, kind of noticed that there is that concern of, you know, we're in that kind of dry drought situation yeah. once again. And Tim, last year, um, I mean, you could hardly get on the shoreline. So it has really gone from extreme to extreme. So what we want to do is if you want to get that tree tone down in the ground, irrigate so the new growth uh, brings that new food up into the plant. Destroy all the maple leaves raked from the lawn. The spores are on the leaves from last year. 
including the lawn, the garden, and the surrounding landscape shrubs. Either destroy them, remove them, do not put them necessarily in your compost pile as they will flourish, the, the spore. Spray as much of the tree as, as possible with systemic fungicide in early to mid-April, even a couple applications in June and August. Now's the best time to also address dogwood health. Um, unfortunately, we buy our dogwoods in. That's one plant, Tim, that is very hard to grow in Michigan. Sure. Most growers here in the, in the um, uh, tri-states are not growing dogwood. Most of them come up from uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. Um, but we try to look and improve varieties. Discourage borers by keeping all vegetation away from the trunks. Try not to weed whip the tree. Apply systemic tree and shrub insect control to the soil and water in thoroughly. Fertilize dogwoods now with halitone. Prevent dogwood anthracnose, again, with sprays of liquid systemic fungicide. Um, sometimes you can see that in the early spring, everything looks good. And in the summertime is when you said, dang, I wish I had done it. Now's the time to do it. Many folks are, again, able to enjoy a beautiful white birch in their landscaping. How? Buy the right birch. We dropped paper birch, Tim. Unfortunately, we have Durahi and Heritage. Those are varieties that are a little bit better. Meanwhile, there's still many birch in our surrounding uh, Kalamazoo County that are in jeopardy. Systemic insect control to the rescue. Pour around the trunk of the birch tree each spring uh, systemic insect control and water in well. Systemic insect control controls both bronze birch borer and the birch leaf miner. Feed birch yearly with tree tone. We're talking about keeping also. We've talked many times. Jim showed us last week on a little uh, picture on his phone, Tim, mm -hmm. mulching the plant. I can't encourage it enough. A, it it made his magnolia just flourish. Nice. But on the birch, uh, the number one competitor of birch trees is grass. Grass will take all the nutrients because birch are very shallow-rooted. So free the area of birch around the, the ground. Mulch it with at least two inches of cedar chips. Um, make sure your birch can stay in top condition. Sometimes cedar chips is nice, or also I, I like to say, why not do some companion plants mm -hmm. like hostas, perennials, coral bells, ground cover, things that would complement the roots and keep the roots cool. Cool. If your clematis isn't performing as well as you'd like, Consider some of these suggestions. Every April, feed clematis with one half cup of sulfate of potash and 10 pounds of composted cow manure. Clematis are actually heavy feeders, just like roses, and appreciate a, a frequent feeding of murate of potash. I also like to use root and bloom from uh, Fertilome, which will really kick them in. Start feeding now until the uh, spring flowers appear. Continue feeding, believe it or not, through August. In late July, feed again with one half cup of potash. From April through September, you will be surprised, but clematis really could require four gallons of water per week. Mulch clematis with two inches of cocoa mulch and keep the roots cool and moist. Cocoa mulch actually adds, Tim, um, all mulches are wood, pretty much, except cocoa. Cocoa is the hull of a bean, which as it rots, will add nitrogen to the ground compared to most 
new barks, which it rots, it will deplete nutrients and pull it out of the ground. So that's why we highly suggest oh. cedar mulch that is also aged. Somebody says, ah, I just have a buddy cut my trees down, ground them all up, put it all over the garden. And you know what? I say, I'll, I'll see you in two years at the store because all the trees <laughs> turned yellow. And I'm dead serious. So use your fresh mulch if it's ground for pathways, walkways, things like sure. that that you can use. Uh, we can go to break in a second, but I'm just saying that uh, do your clematis now instead of waiting till you find the wilt and bringing it into the store. Younger vines are very susceptible to the wilt. Okay, spray systemic fungicide to help prevent this. Spray with halt every two weeks in April and May and uh, once again through June and September. Fertilize clematis when they go to sleep with one half cup of bone meal and again, 10 pounds of compost coming around each vine. This formula will reward any gardener with arbors and trellises filled with beautiful clematis blooms. Now I, um, I'm gonna say I can't seem to grow a fairly good clematis, so I uh, did my little research. I'm gonna follow up on this and I'll let you guys know because on the West Inch store, we had clematis, Tim, that were so, so prolific, thousands of blooms because a, my grandpa knew what he was doing, and put <laughs> he put Hicks U's in front of those the base of those clematis, so the the roots were cool all day. Oh. And we'd go out; the gardener would feed them, and they would just seem flourish. Jack Manny and President, we had it was just a um, real good reward on the south side of the store there. So, huh? Okay. Well, with that in mind, we'll uh, take that quick break, and of course, we'll be back. Continue on, and of course, your comments and questions are welcome. 382-4280-1877, 382-4280. Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, on News Radio 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. Arbor Day was yesterday. You can celebrate by planting a tree for a better tomorrow with the help of Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's has apple trees, dogwood trees, blueberry shrubs, redbud trees, and whole lots more on sale right now. Like an 8 to 10 foot Waddell's grown Cleveland Select pear tree for just $144.88 or an autumn brilliant serviceberry tree for just $159.99. Or choose between 12 varieties of sweet smelling crab apple trees for $98.88. Don't know what tree would work best in your yard? The experts at Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center are always happy to help you choose what's best for your area. The Waddell's Certified Green Industry Professionals will also recommend where best to plant. The way people in the Kalamazoo area celebrate Arbor Day is to plant a tree from Waddell's either at your home, in a community garden, at a park, or on church grounds. Keep the tradition going. Visit Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center located on Texas Drive at the court of Millman 12th Street, open Monday through Saturday, or shop online anytime at Waddell's.com. What's the easiest way to have a healthy, weed-free lawn? The experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center recommend the premium Fertilome Lawn Program. It has crabgrass preventer, fertilizer, iron, and trace nutrients not found in other fertilizer programs for a deeper green lawn. Right now, take advantage of an $8 instant in-store rebate on the 5,000-foot size Fertilome Lawn Program, making your price $62.99. Larger rebates for larger lawn programs are available too. You'll get all four top quality Fertilome applications and Waddell's is so sure you'll love the results, they're offering a 100% unconditional guarantee. Questions? The lawn experts at Waddell's are more than happy to help take the guesswork out of your lawn care. Bring in your sod and soil sample for a pH test and free soil analysis today and be on your way to having a healthier, greener lawn. 
Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Curbside pickup service is available. Visit Waddell's.com to learn more. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. As we continue on with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, comments and questions for Andy. We have the lines open for you, 382-4280, 1-877-382-4280. Once again, your host, Andy Waddell. Thank you, everybody, and thanks for listening in. And uh, just tried to give you a little history and uh, maybe some uh, tidbits on plants and trees. And uh, maybe we can do a few tidbits, a little education on uh, maybe some things that might could use some improving, and instead of waiting, you might remember what happened to the plant last year. Okay. Last summer, did some of your gardening and landscape plants look a little bit off color? Hmm? Fewer leaves, smaller flowers, somewhat of the <coughs> tired appearance. When our prized gardening and landscape plants do not get the nutrients from the soil environment, they will show symptoms of the shortage. I... Uh, I do show that, Tim, from time to time when I'm hungry. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) The symptoms often recognized by gardening is a leaf yellowing due to something. Because nitrogen is actually consumed faster by plants and is retained poorly by soil particles, it is needed to be replenished more often. But actually, other nutrients are required in smaller amounts or don't move as easily through the soil. So they need to be added periodically when a deficiency is actually noted. The deficiency of following major or minor nutrients will lead to plant problems. Maybe you want to get a pen and paper because actually the lack of nitrogen, what shows up is slow plant growth, uniform yellowing in the leaves, and drooping of the oldest foliage. Low phosphorus levels leads to stunting or poor flowering or fruiting. Lack of potassium. Insufficient quantities causes low plant growth, weak stems, brown leaf tips, and again, stunted fruit. We've talked many times about this next one, but lack of calcium causes poor growth, death of sprouts, and new growth tips. And a lot of times that is calcium is a really lack of um, in our soils for root crop like carrots, um, parsnips, potatoes. So very, very important to add. Lack of magnesium causes yellow between the veins and leaf curling of the leaf edges. Magnesium also pushes out the intense white out of a hydrangea when it's turning green. Not not limelight, everybody, either. I'm talking about Annabelle's or um, Invincible Spirit um, or Incredible, excuse me, a white one that has just lost its oomph. Low levels of sulfur causes yellow leaves and stiff appearance to a plant. Not enough zinc, it leads to the yellowing of young leaves and abnormal small leaves. You're thinking, hmm, how do I know all these? Sometimes bringing in a sample and let us take a look. Insufficient amount of iron will cause young leaves to yellow between the veins with veins remaining green. So if you have a question, We always say, bring in a sample, more than one leaf. I'm not trying to have you folks disform your plant, but bring in a chunk of what's good and a chunk of what's bad. Sometimes if you have not done a feeding in many years, start today. Okay, there's a few things that you you don't want to feed when it's growing. That's one item like strawberries. But if you haven't done anything to trees, 
Start today. Maybe it's not planting a tree. Maybe it's taking care of the trees that's in your yard. As I walk through my yard and walk my eyes and my thoughts through our yard, we've tried to um, make nice compliments and spring summer color. My wife cares and loves weeping items, Tim. So mm-hmm. we are very, very heavy wind. We can't grow burgundy leaf Japanese maples, but I can sure grow nice Luessa crab, Camperdown elm, um, uh, a number of weeping spruce that we have of different kinds. It's kind of nice to see things starting to bloom, color combinations, and that's where it's nice maybe to walk through Waddell's Garden Center and kind of get your ideas, bring a pad and paper, you know, bring your phone and you can kind of walk and talk yourself or with a team member and take a look. You um, having some problems with your iris? Are your iris having great promise last year and then they sputter? Do you understand most of the time it's been iris bore that's been the problem? Now's the time again to control iris bore before they enter into your tubers. Spray the iris with 38 plus with spreader sticker. Three applications, one week apart, will give good control for iris bore. I, just like you, am having grub activity. In the turf, I'm seeing big mounds that my dog loves to dig up. Uh, Schaefer grubs and Japanese needles can actually be killed now. Dialogs applied at this time to the lawns will provide control for damage to turf before it's noticed. 12-month grub control. Yeah, and I already I noticed it in my yard, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a copy of this. <laughs> I'm going to take it home. <laughs> but you know what? It's time and effort to get it done and come in and see the experts at Waddell's, and we can help you out. 12-month grub control, apply GrubX in, uh, in June or July to make sure it's done properly at the right time. There's just a few ideas that maybe uh, you could walk and talk your ideas. And if you have questions, like I said, um, we also have um, an expert team that could help 12 months a year. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for all listening in. Thanks for uh, uh, having us be part of Arbor Day yesterday. And uh, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, being part of getting my hands dirty for sure, Tim. (laughs) A lot of great information this morning. And, of course, we'll... uh, continue that tradition uh let's say about next week you bet all right thank you everybody all right thank you andy and thank you for tuning in to this morning's edition of over the garden fence each and every saturday morning in the nine o'clock hour during the growing season over the garden fence brought to you by waddell's nursery floral and garden center located right there at the corner of millam and 12th